Hello, this is Robert Picardo of Star Trek Voyager and Stargate Atlantis, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, and tonight we have a very special interview. They're all special, aren't they, Miles? Absolutely. Em, they're such special interviews, and you had a chance, uh, Em, with Miles to sit down and chat with Robert Picardo. Yes, we did. Yeah, that was your first time sitting down with Picardo. What was it like? He was great. He's just such, he was fun, uh, very open, uh, hilarious, incredibly intelligent. Even when I was sitting in his panel, um, hearing the stories of, of how he browbeat people and uh, his, what's the word? His ability to maintain a persistent stand for something he really wants to do or likes to do. Um the he was tell, he told the story in the panel about it, the audition for the doctor. Um, was it the audition or they were filming the first scene where they forgot to turn him off, and he just kind of out of nowhere he went, "I'm a doctor, not a not a video game or whatever the line was." It just he delivered the way what they wanted, and knowing how Paramount is about changing a script, he just kind of he browbeat them into this is what it should do. This is how it should be. And talking to Garrett Wong at New York comic con, he confirmed that, that he was, he was a persistent, relentless, patient man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember him. I think he was tall and I I got to eavesdrop a little in a conversation with him and a fan where there's, there's one where the first time you see Barkley and Voyager where Barkley is a hologram and, um, Barclay's trying to convince him that he's 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 a flesh and blood human being, and so he smacks him in the face, and he's taken aback by that. And it's not in the script, but he smacks him back, and the 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 producer or director said that that that's violent. He goes, no, it's childish, but that's what the doctor would do, right? You know, and mm-hmm. and it worked, you know. So he he had tons of stories to tell. I mean. I shouldn't have to say this, but if you're at a convention and, and Robert Picardo's there, you gotta go. You gotta go to his panels and hear his stories and uh, hang out with him. He's he's just awesome. And by all means, go to karaoke. Oh yes, I mean uh, you gotta hear him sing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he remember you at all? I mean, it was he was one of our very first interviews way no. back in the day. I'm sure he didn't. Um, I didn't ask. This was, and it's hard to believe it's been almost. It was five years that we, we right. talked to him last. Yeah. But uh, wow! At the time, I I didn't know much about Stargate, but but since then I have you know watched Stargate two or three times, and so I, I know that I know this this series very well. So I got a chance to ask him some really good Stargate questions, and um, we got to talk a little about that about his Woolsey character, and um, he wasn't you know. He wasn't too sure that where the the writers want to take Woolsey. I mean, he thought you know, 
uh, Woolsey was a jerk, and but he became a nicer jerk throughout the rest of the series. And, yeah, well, he was a jerk when he first came in Stargate. So. Well, yeah, well, he he had, he had another choice word for him, but um, so <laughs> it, it, so I got to we got to talk about Stargate a little more and talk about what what he's doing and. No, he's he's fantastic. He's very funny, and uh, if you, if you have a chance to see him at a con, you, you have to. He's uh, he's awesome. And we do have to say thanks to Shirley for bringing him as a guest because he's truly the type of person you want at a convention like Shirley. Absolutely. If mm-hmm. you want to get a picture with him, he was totally cool with that. Uh, and, and it has to be said, he he could have went to um, a Vegas con. They were going, the, both of them were going on at the same time. But he wanted to go to a smaller con and just hang out, you know, more intimate setting. And so kudos to him for, you know, coming to hang out with us this year. I thought that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad that you have to pit up Vegas Con again shortly, but mm-hmm. that's just, I mean, somewhere in the world there's going to be another convention the same day. So. E- exactly. But uh, he, he chose short leave and I, we were we were benefited from that. Yeah. Well, it was very good. When did you guys interview him? It was Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah I think we got most of our interviews. Done that was Sunday. your marathon day yeah. interviewing. Yeah. Interviewing him. Very good. Well, it was very you good. You were feeling poorly. What was that? You were feeling poorly. I was feeling quite poorly. You did not <laughs> want to see me. I, what was that strep type A I got? So. Ugh. Yeah, it awful was, was not it was not not a good couple of days after that but but i'm glad that you guys got a chance to sit down and chat with robert picardo and uh i guess without any further ado let's let's share the conversation that you guys had with him hope you all enjoy we're approaching the canyon what a view i'm sure it is what is in a synchronous orbit above their landing coordinates voyager mayday what's wrong we've been hit i'm taking us down into the solar harry i don't know what happened to them I am picking up a vessel, Captain. It's Borg. Red alert. On screen. Battle stations. Captain, you must relieve me of duty. At once. An assimilation virus has penetrated our defenses. We're becoming drones! Hard to starboard. Reinforce the shields. Incoming fire! Activate the ECH. Acknowledged. Transferring all systems to your command. You have the bridge. Indeed. Shields to maximum. Photon torpedoes, full volley. Fire. Computer report. Enemy shields are intact. We are the Borg. I know very well who you are. Stand down your weapons. State your designation. Emergency command hologram. At your service. Designation unknown. Not for long. Doctor. I'm going to ask you. Stand down your weapons. Turn back while you still can. You will be assimilated over my dead program. Computer, activate the photonic cannon. The photonic cannon is online. Fire. Fire. 
Greetings, Doctor. Um... Readings, uh, confirmed. Of course. Uh, the away team's physiologies are within acceptable parameters. All life signs stable. You're okay to proceed, Tom. Understood. We'll contact you again when we reach the site. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Shore Leave 36, and we're hanging out with Mr. Robert Picardo, who has done so much in TV and movies. But sci-fi fans know and love him best for his work playing the Doctor in seven seasons of Star Trek Voyager, and Richard Woolsey on Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis. Mr. Picardo, welcome, and thank you for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a somewhat calm Sunday afternoon. We've had a busy convention. I've had two stage talks. Uh, I sang karaoke, much to my embarrassment, on Friday night for about 90 minutes. Uh, but now Sunday always feels like, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a hangover that you have to work your way through. <laughs> I got to see your first panel and I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. And I'm sorry I missed your karaoke. I'm sure the worst to get it was good. Uh, I believe that uh, staying alive, uh, all in, entirely in falsetto, which made me unable to speak the next morning when I woke up, was probably the probably the the one choice I should not have made. Well, we're, we're delighted that we could talk to you today. So it looks like we'll be seeing you in a Star Trek project in the not too distant future. What can you tell us about it and your part in this project? It's called Star Trek Renegades. It's a uh, it's directed by Tim Russ. It will be uh, available for free on the internet because, uh, you know, that's paramount. If you make a, something that uses the licensed characters and licensed trademark, uh, uh, Star Trek, and that intellectual property, but you do not charge anything for it, they consider it a fan-made film. Um, uh, Garrett is also in it, Garrett Wong, and, uh, uh, and then other non-Star Trek actors, Adrian Wilkinson, uh, it's really got a nice cast. Tim did an amazing job on a on a on a limited budget. I play not the doctor, but Dr. Lewis Zimmerman, the programmer of the doctor, so that I was free to age and look the way I do uh, presently. Didn't have to do that old gag of, well, we've modified your program to make you look a little older and jowlier, just so your human counterparts don't mind interacting with you. Um, we didn't want to do that, you know, that lame old excuse. So uh, I play the engineer and. To be honest with you, I had a much bigger role, but I was cast in, a, in an L.A. revival of 12 Angry Men at the prestigious Pasadena Playhouse, where I love to work and have many times before, so I called them. So I, I, uh, I, we just got a, an off-mic um, off greeting there, so you know we're really at Shore Leave 36. Um, I, didn't want, uh, I didn't want to miss the theater production, so they had to cut my shooting schedule way down on Renegades. So what they did is introduce the new character, played by Sean Young, who carried most of my um, character's, you know, uh, plot requirement. She became the new engineer, and and uh, my character became her uh, her largely off-screen, but I, I beam in for a couple of uh, holographic phone calls. I am uh, Richard, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Zimmerman, what was Dr. Zimmerman's first name? Lewis. There you go. Uh, Dr. Lewis Zimmerman became her uh, mentor slash boyfriend. So the long and short of it is I worked a day and got to make out with Sean Young, so it wasn't a bad deal. Not a bad day's work. <laughs> Great work if you can get it. Uh, it would be nice to see Dr. Zimmerman again. Um, yeah. No, it was fun to do, and uh, she will... Uh, 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 Sean, as I said, has a uh, terrific role in the movie. She does wear glasses, which I found 
unusual since there are no glasses in the uh, 24th century that we've seen other than, you know, other than LeVar Burton's as, uh, as Geordie LaForge for a while. Mm -hmm. But we haven't seen conventional glasses in the future. Um, but apparently uh, a few people had some antique pairs that they took out and put on, especially if they're especially beautiful women who are playing engineers, mm -hmm. you know, they wanted to, and, and want to look studious. But uh, I think the movie's going to be good. The trailer looks great. And, uh, and as I said, Tim did a, a really fine job on a, on a small budget. A any idea when we might be able to see it? Um, honestly, I don't know when they'll be finished post. They may have had another Kickstarter campaign to raise money for post-production, mostly because you know they think the movie's good enough that it warrants the extra budget for opticals and uh, visual effects. So, um, so I honestly I don't know when it'll be done. There's probably better information out there. Look forward to seeing it. One of the things I'll do when I watch an episode of Voyager is, is look for great Doctor moments. He was so different from every other character in Star Trek. Not because he was a hologram, but but he had this awesome dry wit. He was able to stop people in their tracks. How much were you able to contribute to the Doctor's character? Well, you know, they it, they had their concept for the role that it, he was. Uh, I think the basic joke was that he was a a piece of technology with a bad attitude. <laughs> In other words, he had been given so many um, uh, various subroutines and algorithms that he could interact and learn, and he had some sort of. Uh, emotional capability that was designed to give him empathy for his patients but most of the doctor's early emotions seemed to be focused on himself and his own disappointment with not being accorded the respect he felt he deserved. Uh, what was fun about him is that he was new technology so it was a clean slate. I could sort of go anywhere uh, I wanted to with the character but they have their, they're very strong conceptually the Star Trek writers. They know what they want, but then they respond and write to the strengths of the actors that they have cast. So I, I, uh, I had quite a bit of input. In my audition, I made my first Bones joke. Uh, you know, I'm a doctor, not a nightlight. I ad-libbed at the audition. So they started to give me, um, I mean, let's face it, every doctor on Star Trek paid homage to Bones. We Absolutely. all had, every one of us had, uh, damn it, I'm a doctor, not a blank. Right a line like that sooner or later. I happen to have quite a few, and I think that they, they played that relationship between my cantankerousness and, and uh, DeForest Kelly's. They played that str more strongly than they did with any of the other subsequent doctors. And, you know, when I told D. Kelly, when I met him, I said, you know, my character pays homage to you uh, all the time. He said, uh, he said to me, oh, you mean you steal from me? And I said, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, that's it. Um, we loved you in Stargate, um, SG-1 in Atlantis. What I liked what was done with Woolsey was he wasn't just a petty government bureaucrat. He did have depth, he did have integrity, he wasn't just a thorn in the side of Stargate Command. Why do you think the character was able to eventually take command of Atlantis? Well, first of all, I disagree with you. I think Woolsey was introduced as a petty government bureaucrat who was a thorn in the side of Stargate Command. but. Once the producers decided they liked me, the actor, they had to dig themselves out of the hole that they'd painted themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just mix my metaphors. You dig yourself out of a hole. You don't. You paint yourself into a corner, mm -hmm. or you dig yourself into a hole. But you can't dig yourself out of a hole that you painted yourself into. But you know what I mean. I'm I am I'm slamming two cliches together there. But they, 
I was introduced really as a one-off. Okay. And the producers seemed to like me, and then they realized that they had to redeem this utterly unredeemable character as they first introduced him. You know, I was not, I was a totally unpleasant human being who had come in solely to assign some sort of blame for the death of uh, Terrell Rothery's uh, character, Dr. Um, there you go, it's a quick quiz, uh, quick I'm Stargate quiz. All right, and you failed. We all failed, frankly. Sorry, Terrell. Um, but um, when uh, I'm, I'm assigned as a bad guy to come in, interview someone so that someone's he head will roll, and then, as I said, I think the producers liked me, and then every time they brought me back, I was basically the same jerk they'd introduced, but I had some slight redeeming quality. Like I was a total jerk who meant well. And then I was a total jerk who meant well, who really knew he was a jerk and felt bad about that. And then I was a total jerk who meant well, who really knew he was a jerk, who didn't really want to be a jerk anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time they would introduce some little kind of character quirk that was slightly positive. Mm -hmm. I was a bit of a coward, and I was funny being a coward. Uh, so what, by the time they offered me the command of, the, of Atlantis, I, I said, wait a minute, guys. Uh, we've, we've introduced me as a guy nobody likes, uh, who is a, you know, a Monday morning quarterback who, who assesses other people's leadership capabilities but has none of his own, has no field experience. He's strictly a, you know, a, a briefing room guy. And now we're going to put him out in the field making decisions over people that he's screwed over before and nobody likes him. And they went, yeah, don't worry, that's our problem. <laughs> I, I think they did it well. I mean, I, I was very. They you know. did. No, they they did it. And what was fun for me was to play a character in midlife, trying to reinvent himself. I mean, especially you know, in 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 recent economic times, certainly the last, you know, certainly the last ten to fifteen years, a lot of people later in life are finding themselves laid off out of, without a job, and they try to create a new career for themselves. I can relate. I had to in do their fifties, yeah, and that's why I think it made Richard Woolsey, who was a guy who'd done the same thing forever. Well, first he'd been a lawyer, and then he became some sort of a think tank guy um, for the government, and now and now he was, you know, in his fifties, trying to become a leader. I think that was a that was a transition or an attempted transition that appealed to people like you and me. Right. So uh, it ended up being a, a, a great challenge, a lot of fun. I love those producers, the executive producers, who you will mention, and then of course the uh, um, the then showrunners uh, who were uh, Paul Muley and, and Joe Malazzi. One last question. Um, what other future projects do we look forward to seeing in the soon? Well, the next thing, uh, other than Star Trek Renegades, I'm in another uh, older uh, science fiction franchise title uh, the, from the 1950s called Space Patrol, which is which will be reinvented as Space Command. Mm -hmm. um, it's a series of movies uh, envisioned by Mark Zickrey. Mark um, was highly awarded for that uh, the Star Trek New Voyages episode that featured George Takei. Okay. It was made about uh, five, six years ago. World enough in time. Um, so uh, that uh, that project is also very good. I did a panel for it, at, at, and we showed a, a scene, a trailer and a scene with me and uh, the great Doug Jones at Comic-Con last weekend. That is called Space Command Redemption, the first of a series of movies. Um, and I, uh, I'm also in a web series based on the New York Times best-selling 
uh, young adult book series, Morganville Vampires, which will premiere in September on uh, Geek and Sundry, you know, on their on their Hulu Plus channel and their uh, and their um, YouTube channel. I'm wearing this is the uh, my character is a 450 year old British vampire who owns a coffee shop called Common Grounds in a small <laughs> college town where. Basically, uh, the vampires live in an uneasy truce with the uh, students. Mm -hmm. So I am a uh, I'm an old vamp, an old British vamp who looks like uh, an old British rock star with long hair down in the middle of my back. Is there any chance we'll see you? Celebrity Jeopardy. I I was on the Weakest Link. I don't think I was ever on Celebrity Jeopardy. I thought, did I do Celebrity Jeopardy? I don't think I did. I thought I did The Weakest Link. If I did, I don't remember doing it. I was, I've been asked to do it, and I thought I was chicken because of, I didn't want to look stupid on Jeopardy. I did remember you on But I did do Link. Weakest yeah. Link, and I did quite well on that. Very well. I just thought it'd be fun to see you again. Maybe, maybe on Jeopardy. It could, it could always happen if I don't chicken out. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Same thank time. You, thank you for your time. And you, will, and you will cut out the stuff where I didn't remember. Bron Wait a minute. Ben, Brian. No, can't. All right. Let's look it up. All right. Signing off. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an mp3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash scifidiner We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>